question, which is, is the power of sound uh, to have an impact on us. You know, I, I talk about memory. Um, we mentioned that with the audio logo. Uh, and sound, particularly music and melodies, are uh, a great mnemonic or memory device. It's why very often when we learn things, we have little melodies with them. Uh, you know, ABC. here in the States when we, yeah, when we learned our ABCs, you know, it was twinkle, twinkle, little star was the melody, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, and probably our ancestors, when they were telling their histories in the past, um, had them as part of songs or chants. Mm -hmm. um, so there's this memory piece that's very effective. But music and sound also impact our physiology. Um, there are neurochemicals in our brains, as you know, that are, you know, there's this kind of drip, drip, drip of these chemical cocktails of, of dopamine that happens when something is a really pleasurable experience and it's very addictive and music is a extremely powerful dopamine trigger. It's one of the reasons why we have particular songs we like to listen to over and over and over yeah. Again, uh, oxytocin is another neurochemical, um, which uh, you know kind of makes us feel all warm inside and and trusting. And you know, we found that particularly when people are singing together or moving, you know, in synchronous movement in time with rhythm, that one of the outcomes is, of that is actually an increase in prosocial behavior. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, speaking of behavior beyond this physiology, um, music and sound can shape our behavior. Uh, and there's the classic um, uh, piece of research that uh, most people, you know, that have ever heard these kind of presentations are familiar with, which is the research that Hargraves and North did um, in a environment where people were shopping for wine. Uh, and they saw a shelf, there were French wines, there were German wines, they made their selection, they checked out, and then they were stopped at a re by a researcher um, that began to ask them questions about why did they choose the wine. Um, and cutting to the chase, uh, there was background music playing. Um, and uh, they found that even though the consumers, for the most part, didn't even say they were aware of the music uh, and a very small percentage even said it made any impact on their decision because they found that on the days yes it's it's yes it's implicit so yeah. on the days they were playing french style music 77 percent of the wines that were sold were french and then on the days where they played german kind of schlager country music mm -hmm. um 73 of the wines that were sold on those days were German. So all they were doing was changing the music in the background and it was having an impact on the choice. Um, so, you know, I, I could go on and on with other yeah, examples, yeah, but, yeah. but it's this idea of, you know, memory, physiology, behavior. Um, and I'll mention one more uh, that I think is important that we don't often talk about because we're, we're, we talk very much about music and emotions. We understand that, uh, but we don't talk about music and meaning. Uh, and you had mentioned in the archetype, in the uh, introduction, some of the research that I've done into to the existence of audio archetypes. Yeah. And finding that music doesn't just communicate emotions, it also communicates meaning. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, again, this goes back to these sound choices. If you're aware of, of an archetypal position of your brand, you know, many brands do this work. Are you a 
a hero brand, a jester brand, a lover brand, a caregiver brand. Maybe you're a combination of these things. Mm. Um, music also communicates these kinds of narratives. Uh, and we found um, in neural research, actually hooking people up to look at brain waves, heart rate, um, eye tracking, that um, even in a visual commercial, by only changing the soundtrack, that was the only thing we changed. We changed where they were looking on the screen, what their attention was. We changed um, the, how hard their brain was working. You know, we found that if we had music that was communicating a narrative that was congruent with what they were seeing, uh, the brain wasn't working so hard. Um, it affected arousal rate. Um, so, you know, you can change not just to the emotions, but you can change the narrative that someone has. So these are just all examples of the power of music and sound to shape our perception and behavior. Yeah, and, and talking about shaping the perception, you also mentioned in your speech that we hear things 20 to 100 times faster than we see them. So it's probably based yes. on that, our senses, that is the one that works the quickest. And I actually say the same when I do my in-store music uh, for brands to understand that when uh, consumers enter the store, it's very important what music you play because it's already starting to you know, tell your narrative the same way as in a movie, as you explain, or in a commercial, what you play will tell the narrative. And